Welcome you to Living Life. Today we're going to be looking at the final verses in Leviticus chapter 26. And we're going to see that there is this idea of the enemy territory that the people of God would have to go into because of the consequences of their sins and the sins of their forefathers. You know, throughout this Leviticus chapter 26 text, we're just mindful of the great drama of redemption and embracing the whole counsel of God, which reveals that God is faithful and He really wants us to be faithful in this covenant. But of course, in all of it, we do recognize that our salvation, it's not earned or merited, but it is conditional. I mean, God's favor we really want to be in, and so He wants us to be obedient. And so as we turn to today's text, we're going to see a ray of hope. There's grace. God really is at work in our lives and bringing about what we don't deserve and cannot accomplish on our own. So let's have our Bibles open and our ears to hear now the scriptures read to us about this very important topic in regards to the covenant that God has made, that he will be our God and we will be his people. Leviticus chapter 26 verses 40 through 46. But if they will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors, their unfaithfulness and their hostility toward me, which made me hostile toward them, so that I sent them into the land of their enemies, then when their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they pay for their sin, I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. For the land will be deserted by them and will enjoy its Sabbaths, while it lies desolate without them. They will pay for their sins because they rejected my laws and abhorred my decrees. Yet in spite of this, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them or abhor them so as to destroy them completely, breaking my covenant with them. I am the Lord their God. But for their sake, I will remember the covenant with their ancestors whom I brought out of Egypt in the sight of the nations to be their God. I am the Lord. These are the decrees, the laws, and the regulations that the Lord established at Mount Sinai between himself and the Israelites through Moses. So as we've already seen that God's favor, it's never earned or merited, but it is conditional. 
and we're to learn our lesson when we sin and we can confess our sins. And here in our text, we get this ray of hope right in the first verse, verse 40 of Leviticus chapter 26. God says, if they will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors, and then he goes on to say, then they, I will remember their land. Yes, they will be in enemy territory, but God will even be with them during that time and will never ever forget them and actually will bring them back to the promised land. And so I just want to encourage you today as you're reading through this passage and you're seeing these very difficult consequences, even curses that come to God's people when they're not faithful to the covenant. Remember that God says that if we return to him, if we confess our sins, he is right there. He's faithful, he's just, and he will forgive us. And so we really need to understand and believe, know that we do sin. In fact, that's true for all of us because the scripture is clear when it says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then we're even told that even our righteousness is as filthy rags. And so we constantly want to be turning back to the Lord and to really look at our life of faith. And are there areas, are there any idols that we need to get rid of? Are there any attitudes and actions? I know that there can be issues like of pride or envy or anger. I mean, isn't that one of the issues in today's world? Or just the idea of being rude. You know, I think that rudeness is just an issue today and maybe people might just wanna say, well, it's not that big of a deal. But really, that's how the enemy works. He can have something that might look like it's not a big deal and get that into our life and start driving a wedge between us and God or between us and one another. And so I just want to encourage you to know that, that there is this enemy that wants to just start slow and get into your life and then see that separation grow and grow until the point when we, our backs are fully turned away from God. So I just want to encourage you today that as you're looking at this passage, you understand that you've sinned, you've examined your life, and that you know that it's a big deal, that you would truly repent. And in our text and throughout Leviticus 26, we see this repentance described as listening to the Lord, to really obey his word. Now, as we continue in the text, we can see like in verse 43, when God says, they will pay for their sins because they rejected my laws and abhorred my decrees. But then he goes on in verse 44 to say, yet in spite of this, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them. 
Did you hear that? I will not reject them or abhor them as to destroy them completely, breaking my covenant with them. And then he says, I am the Lord, their God. And then the next verse, he reminds them again, I am the Lord. So I think as we're looking at this passage, to just know that God is God. He is the Lord. And He's not mean. He's just a wonderful, loving, heavenly Father who at times needs to discipline His children. And so we never want to think wrongly of our God or to think like He is not as big and gracious and good and faithful. In fact, if we do that, then we're committing sin and we're taking the Lord's name in vain. Because part of what that commandment is saying is don't think too little of God. I think we need to expand our vision of who He is. And so as we come to a text like this in Leviticus chapter 26, and we see blessings and curses, we can see so clearly that God is faithful. And that is all important to us, His people. So let's also be faithful to Him, to His glory and our joy. Well, as we close today's Living Life devotion, and we've been considering the covenant that we have with God, that God actually says to us that He is our God and we are His people. And of course, there are times when God wants to motivate us to do His will completely, cheerfully, without hesitation. For we do need motivation at times. And I had a professor in seminary say that it's kind of like God sometimes uses a pitchfork and a carrot, like a farmer would do with a mule that is stubborn, that he would hope that the carrot would move the animal forward and do what he's supposed to do. But if not, then the farmer also has the pitchfork and he can prod the mule along, and it can be painful, but it is for the animal's good and to be productive. Well, there are times when God uses a pitchfork, and we've seen that here in Leviticus chapter 26. Well, I just want to encourage you that however God motivates you, may you listen to Him and follow His ways. Let me pray for you at this time. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for the fact that you have unlimited resources available to you to encourage us, to motivate us, to move us forward in that road of transformation that you've set before us. Father, as your people, we acknowledge that too often we sin and we cross the line. But Father, we want nothing more than to return to you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would encourage us, that you would increase our faith, our hope, 
our trust, and our confidence in you and in you alone. And we thank you, we praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Reaching up further and stepping in closer, CGM.